And we're live. <laughs> All right, welcome to the Van Man Podcast. My name is Sam, and I am the Van Man. Um, today, my very special guest is none other than uh, one of my favorite sisters, Liz Ogles. Um, Liz is a dog breeder, and that's kind of like her thing that she does, and that's a, a hobby that she has. Um, like I mentioned in the last episode, if you didn't listen, uh, this podcast is shifting more into like uh, everyday people doing everyday things and kind of chasing after their hobbies, and then also how that rolls into being happy and being successful and what that means to that individual. What's up, Liz? Hello, Sam. Yeah, they're so formal. <laughs> I'm a little scared. Oh, good. Okay, well, let's just get right <laughs> into it then. <laughs> um, tell me, give like a, a sense of what a day in the life is for you. Just everyday Liz, what's that like? Okay, is that with the dogs? Yeah, whatever. Just everyday Liz. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I have two dogs, so that would be every day for me. Um, morning starts at 7 a.m. That's when the dogs demand to be up. They're early risers. They're really happy in the morning. I could talk about the dogs all day. So <laughs> <laughs> usually it's uh, breakfast for the dogs. We go outside. I have a nice big backyard. Then I work from home. So I start my morning usually around 8, 9 a.m. And I'm just working in my living room with my doggos all and day. You're a senior Salesforce admin, so it's very corporate. Yes. Right. I work in operations for a company in California. Lovely. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. But uh, that's boring. We're not going to talk about that. We're talking about dogs. Um, how did you go in? How did you get into like dog breeding? That's a great question. Um, when I was five years old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me just back up here yeah, a second. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> I really 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 became obsessed with the dogs and i wanted one very badly and my father promised me that i could have a dog when i turned 10 years of age if i still wanted one just as badly and i did five years later um i checked the classifieds every week i was looking at those dog pounds and i was dreaming of the perfect dog when i turned 10 i was able to get that dog and he was my best friend for the rest of my childhood Really, your only friend for a long time. So true. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that was just the beginning of my love for dogs. Um, after that, I went to school. I was never really in a position to help animals just because I myself was a poor, starving college student. I was trying to make my way in the world. And now that I have a secure position, uh, my little side gig in operations, it's allowed me to do what I truly want, <laughs> which is spend most of my time with dogs. And um, yeah, I've, I've researched dog breeds for quite a while. People will probably hate me for this, but I settled on Bernal Doodles. <laughs> and, uh, Why would they hate you for that? People don't like doodles. Um, They're kind of overtaking the dog breeds and right. they have several issues. Golden doodles can be a little bit hyper. They're not necessarily better dogs than goldens. Um, and they're considered mutts at the end of the day. Oh, so people it. just don't like that every dog breed is now a doodle mm -hmm. breed. And, it's, uh, and people are saying it's purebred when technically it's a mixed breed. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so is that how you found Cottonwood Doodles and yes, yeah. Whole so gig? I did a ton of research. I was um, getting to the point where I knew I wanted to put a deposit down for a puppy, and so I did some research of local places in Utah. I found a great company, not even company really, just a great breeding uh, family, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but they 
have amazing, beautiful dogs. They're called Cottonwood Creek Doodles, and you can find them on Instagram. But uh, I fell in love. I put a deposit down, and I realized it would probably be a little bit of a wait, and I was very excited, and I found their Guardian program. And that's a whole separate thing. Should I go into that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for okay. it. Because uh, that's, that's ultimately how you went from... Wanting to be a dog owner to being yes. a dog breeder. 100%. Um, so the Guardian program is on their website. They look for local homes in Utah, um, people who are willing <clears throat> to house their dogs that they use for breeding litters. And they need good families that are local, like I said, so that they can take them from time to time and use them for puppies until they're of age and then they stop. Everything's, of course, healthy and medically approved. The dogs are happy. Um, I know a lot of people sometimes say you should go to a shelter for a dog um, without getting too political. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> I would like to just say let's focus on Roe versus Wade first. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for keeping it non-political for me, Liz. <clears throat> yes. <Appreciate> that. <clears throat> no, I mean, teach their own. Some people just don't want a dog from a pound. You know, it's it's. Sometimes nice just to have a puppy. Exactly. You know? Um, from a reputable breeder. And the dogs really are happy and healthy. Um, so I found the Guardian program. I applied immediately. And within like a month or two, they had reached out to me saying that they had a puppy that they wanted to use as a future mama in their program. And they were looking for someone to to take her, to take care of her. And so I signed away my life as fast as I could. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a puppy a few weeks later, and uh, that was two years ago. So I, <clears throat> within that two years, she grew up. I trained her. She went through her first heat cycle. Um, I don't know if <clears throat> how well people know dogs, but, uh, or humans even, but <laughs> you can only get pregnant when <laughs> when you're in heat yes <laughs> the the heat <laughs> yes occurs so female dogs typically go into heat once or twice a year and it's during that 10 20 day period that uh you want them to conceive with the male dog and then it's a very quick labor or not labor it's a quick um Pregnancy? Yeah. Yeah, pregnancy. That's the word we're looking for. Duration. Duration. It's like six weeks. They're pregnant yeah. for six weeks or something, six right? To, yeah, it's like seven. It really is more than two months. It's eight weeks. Okay, eight weeks, sure. Correction. <clears throat> so, yeah, they're pregnant for two um, <laughs> two months, and then they have the puppies for the first eight weeks where they drink their mama's milk, and for really six out of eight of those weeks, the puppies don't move. They just sleep and eat. And they just sleep and eat and sleep and eat. And finally, they start moving and they're slowly introducing new things. And by week eight, they're ready to go home and mama is ready to say goodbye. So Allie's done that once. And um, when she became pregnant, actually, the breeders were getting to a point where they were looking for help with some of their litters just because they have so many dogs that were due at the time. And I was very excited about Allie being pregnant, and they asked me if I would maybe be interested in uh, keeping her in the home and delivering the babies myself, which, of course, being dog-obsessed like I am, I said yes without thinking twice. <laughs> 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 so I delivered seven puppies, and... Uh, it's in, in, in your second bedroom? <laughs> yeah, in my basement apartment. <laughs> it's something that I'll never forget. I think I was, I was listening to uh, 
70s playlist. (laughs) 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 And it was about four to six hours where mama was pushing and... Um, it's really interesting, the whole process. I learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Watched a lot of YouTube videos. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know babies came from there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the puppies are actually born in sacks, and the mama chews the sack, sack open and licks the puppy clean, and the puppy starts breathing in that first couple of minutes after birth, and then quickly start eating. And then they spend the next five weeks eating. After Allie's puppies were grown up, uh, I really enjoyed it so much that the breeders offered to let me house one of their other uh, mother dogs who was due. And this was one of their bigger dogs. <laughs> and not, she, not the miniature. <laughs> she had 10 puppies. And uh, that was an adventure. It was very fun. They were small just because there were 10 of them. But they were super cute. Um, very healthy. I had those puppies for six weeks. And... Then I quickly moved on to my third litter. And I, w- I want to just point out around this time, that's when I adopted one of Queenie's puppies. <laughs> or one of Allie's puppies. <laughs> or one of Allie's. Queenie. Yes, sorry. Right. Uh, so <clears throat> after my second litter, yeah, Queenie was looking for a home. She's also going to be a breeding dog for Cottonwood Creek Doodles. And so they were looking for a guardian home for her. It didn't work out. And I uh, decided to bring her in because she's too irresistible so your third litter that you had in your house you had two dogs plus the the third that was pregnant correct and she had six puppies wow what an adventure yeah that was nine (laughs) dogs in my house and it's funny because before with the 10 puppies i had 13 dogs sure yeah 13 nine it's it becomes just a blur it's a lot of dogs well, it's lucky that you do have the backyard because otherwise they would be just like cramped up in a little apartment and it'd be Yes. I think terrible. the experience is very rewarding. I loved every second of it. I love the puppies. I love the birthing process. I love having the mama in the home. I'm glad that it's only six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> By the and end of the... Move on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just because at that point, the puppies are bigger. They're harder to take care of. I'm usually tired of taking care of three dogs instead of two. Right. Well, by the end of six weeks, they're they're big enough and strong enough that they can like escape. Correct. And they can walk around, yes. and then you just like find them in the living room. Like, oh no, go back to your pen. Yeah, it's always fun when I come home and they've escaped, and I have a house that's just has puppies everywhere. Everywhere, and then <laughs> pee everywhere, and then it's more to clean up, exactly. and then yeah, it's and a, that's it's a pain. yep. But I, like I said, I love it, and I wouldn't change right. it at all, and I plan to do more in the future and that will never stop it's an addiction and i don't care okay who hears this um ali will be due for her second litter coming up soon i'm hoping for another one in january and then queenie also will be uh coming of age soon so mm-hmm. probably next summer i'm actually hoping that both of them will get pregnant next summer at the same time and we'll have a double litter where they will co-parent <laughs> That means Allie's going to do all of the work. (laughs) (laughs) And Queenie might steal some milk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really, though. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, oh, is this this free for everyone? (laughs) Yes. But um, it's much easier doing a litter for my own dogs, I will say. Right. Um, Of course, I'm sure that's how it is. Just because they listen to you. Yeah, and they're more comfortable with me. They're not away from their home or their owners for that period of time. Um, The dogs that I have had, the two, They've been excellent mothers. 
<laughs> I think it's because they're away from their owners. Their sole focus is the puppies. And so right. the most the majority of the time when they're in my house, they're guarding the puppies and they're feeding them and making sure they're clean and everybody's happy. Right. So what would you say is like the hardest part of that whole process? I can hear the whole inhale in in, in my headphones as it's here. Yeah, that's a a great question, Sam. This microphone smells real good. It does smell nice. Uh, (laughs) uh, The hardest part? Yeah. Probably making sure that my dogs receive the same level of care that I always give them during the time when I have another dog right. and puppies in my home. Uh, they are very patient with me and they know that I have a job, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they they get it. They get it. <laughs> I'm sure there won't be problems in the well, future. Part of it too is that they tend, from what I've seen, they tend to get more needy. When there's another they're dog in the house, they're like, whoa, wait, you're, you're still focused on me, yeah. right? Not only that, but they're very, very spoiled. I work from home. I'm with them constantly. Right. It's their world. I'm living in it. <laughs> okay, what's the easiest part? Um, the puppy loves. The snuggling the puppies from day one. They're mm. all adorable. I pick out fun nicknames. This last litter, I did uh, pride icons for June. It was during June, the month of pride. What I love about that is you named them separate from cottonwood actually naming them what they're actually named (laughs) and then you you always memorize both names it's a little obsession of mine (laughs) and then they're color-coded too (laughs) and then they yeah it's true so the breeders give them kind of generic names just so that they can tell the puppies apart and uh they're the people who are purchasing the puppies can decide on which puppy they want based on their name so uh let's say they have ice cream flavors and they'll have a chocolate chip and a rocky road yeah and a mint strawberry ice cream so there's some great names yeah (laughs) that one's usually the black one (laughs) (laughs) it's in the black sheep the black sheep yeah yes thank you liz for not being (laughs) racist racist sorry about that (laughs) but yeah so my names were super fun i did freddie mercury and Stevie Nicks, Cher, Madonna. Who else was there? I don't know. Oh, Elton John. Elton he John. was my favorite. <clears throat> he was also the loudest. Elton, yeah. Go yeah. Elton. But great puppies, fun nicknaming them, and they all, uh, it's fun seeing their personalities even from week one. Oh, right. They, um, yeah. So it's just fun getting to know them. And the birthing experience too, that day one, just the whole thing is kind of unreal. Yeah, it's, amazing how much you don't have to do (laughs) (laughs) you know the dog just kind of does it all mama dog's got it definitely um it's yeah it's just really cool being a part of it i'm really there to make sure that the mother dog has the energy and is getting food and water and that she's being taken care of and then she does seriously 95 percent of the job with the puppies and birthing them and it's just all nature it's all natural yeah i don't even I w- I'd say I don't need to be there, but I mean, I do turn on the music, so. <laughs> <laughs> just a little mood music, yeah, you know, yeah. just to get the, the mama dog ready for pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. We also give them like, um, extra calories. It's like a little calorie paste during labor and it just keeps the oh, contractions sure. going and keeps their energy up. Things like that. Um, right. Because there is, 
I mean, obviously, you're responsible for the dog, so there's still a lot of right. care that there's goes still into the medical it component. Sure I was concerned at first just by the sanitary aspect. I was wondering if I needed to have like a clean room in my house. <laughs> you just have this little <laughs> white room. That's I need to span. scrub up before I go in. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the breeders quickly reassured me that most dogs are born in alleyways. And so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're in a safe environment in my home. <laughs> they are doing just fine. Yeah. Happy, thriving puppies. <clears throat> Dope. So stepping away from like the breeding aspect a little bit, um, what kind of like what's something that maybe surprised you about just owning dogs in general? Because you went so many years of loving dogs without owning a dog, and then you quickly went to owning two dogs. What's is there anything that really surprised you? Uh this is gonna sound cheesy, Sam, but <laughs> Should I take a guess? Yeah. I just how much I love them. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, Loser. <laughs> Let's just say I didn't know I was capable of that level of love. No, it's more just the <laughs> the quality of life. You now. had a child. <laughs> I've never known true love. <laughs> That's completely different. That's a separate podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's part two. I think more, I waited for a very long time, waiting until my circumstances were perfect. Right. Um, And I think... It's hard to say I that I did or did not make the right decision just because I've been so happy since having a dog and it really has been such a lifelong goal of mine. Like I've constantly wanted a dog. I just have never... I want my dog to be happy and healthy and spoiled. And so if I'm not able to do that, um, I put it off for a long time. And I wish that I had done it sooner because as soon as you pull a trigger, you make things work. And right. that's kind of what I found with two as well. As it's, I'm sure it's, it's just like kids, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. Uh, <laughs> but you have one and it just, and it's not like you divide the love, you expand the love when you have two. So. <laughs> Uh, you just adjust your <laughs> life uh, to fit them. And yeah. And really it, like my quality of life is so much better. I feel like it's not just about me. <laughs> right. I could, I have to provide for something else other than myself and something that I love that I want to be happy. And so, um, it inspires me to do things for myself as well. 100%. Just in, yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, I mean, I feel very similarly about the podcast. Yeah. I just, Kind of went for it, yeah. you know. Like it's like, oh, you want to do it? Just, just figure it out. I'm sure I am paying way too much in order to keep this podcast going, and did not optimize it at all. And some of the episodes suck, but it doesn't matter because it's just doing it. Like I'm just trying to get it done, and I'll learn along the way. But you just got to make the decision, and then if you want to keep it doing, you'll it'll work out. He's only paying me five hundred for this episode. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anyone. God, fuck. Can it help me? Um, yeah, let me, let me consult my notes and my questions. Um, what tips do you have for people who are thinking about getting a dog or are brand new dog owners of puppies? There's a lot of things to consider. I get to ask that question a lot. Uh, breeds are very important. <laughs> so important. You don't want a high intense uh, job dog. You don't want a German Shepherd or a Border Collie unless you have the time to train them. And yep. you have the time also to uh, exercise them and work them. Right. They actually need work, in my opinion. 
Uh. No, that's that's. I don't think that's opinion. That's yeah. true. It's really sad when you see a husky that like doesn't know how to run. Exactly. And it's yeah. like, geez. So there's lots of different dog breeds. I think finding the perfect one for your situation is is good. And training is one of the most important things, especially when you have children in the home. Um, for sure. Dogs quickly can think that they're higher up in the hierarchy than they are, but. Um, when you train them properly, and I've done this with my nieces as well, I make sure that they're able to command both of my dogs. And it's really fun to watch just because the dogs listen carefully and they're gentle and they've learned uh, that they still need to listen to this little person. And it just, right. it's about respect, I guess. Well, it's it's about having trained dogs. They yeah. know that sit means sit. It yeah. doesn't matter who it's coming it's from. It's not optional, yeah. Right. And um, the other thing to consider too is just recently, at least with post-pandemic a lot of dogs aren't socialized these days at least right. correctly um so dog parks can be a little bit more dangerous and you just want to make sure that your dog is getting exposure to everyday things so that they're not super reactive unless right. you have a family dog and then you know then just do whatever yeah who gives a fuck can you explain what reactive dog is because i've seen that all over like tiktok and social media it's like this is how you train a reactive dog what actually is that yeah oh you're on tiktok no. Just wondering. I was just throwing that out. <laughs> I will never. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you saw it on an Instagram reel, folks. <clears throat> Months afterwards. Yes, we all know. Yes. Actually, no, I get a lot of dog stuff uh, on training from YouTube shorts because I have YouTube premium. Hmm. Thank you very much. Beautiful. Very proud. Nerd. Proud YouTube premium <laughs> subscriber. We just start insulting each other. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> um, what was the question? Oh, reactive dog. What's a reactive dog? Yeah. Um, it's a dog that isn't sure of the situation, and so they respond defensively, basically. And all of this, by the way, is in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I can sound very confident. Uh, this is just based on my experience. Yeah, well, it's the dog that sees another dog and immediately starts barking. Yeah, or even sees a person walking by and feels threatened. Even a stroller or a bike, a skateboard, uh, firecrackers go off. And all their attention is on that Something that they just haven't experienced before, and so they're not sure what to do, and they look to you for a reaction, and if they don't get one, then they're usually going to respond in a way that they're scared or just... They'll respond how they want. Yeah, dogs. Right. So you want to... (laughs) Yeah, you know... Dogs. (laughs) Dogs. <laughs> dogs. <laughs> you know. The best thing that I've learned when training dogs is not to teach them what not to do, but teach them what you want them to do. There's right. an endless list of what they shouldn't do, but there's only one thing that they should be doing. So if right. you're in a situation and you want your dog to be sitting by your feet, you tell your dog to sit by your feet and you make sure you're, they're sitting by your feet. Right. Um, otherwise, they're going to, you know, you're just going to be telling them no the entire time and they're not going to know what you want. No, absolutely. I think that's true no matter what breed you get because you think of like uh german shepherds and huskies need to be like exercised and then chihuahuas and littler breeds tend to be really yappy and barky but at the end of the day like your dog is a product of the owner like you're a fucking human (laughs) and you get to train your dog however you want and you might have a breed that requires more time and effort but at the end of the day like your chihuahua barks because you let it to bark and you don't train it to do otherwise do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. You went a little harsh on the dogs there and like the human differences. But Okay, sure, sure. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> I think definitely I, I made it a little too black and white. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not your servant or like I don't know. Right, you but know, like it's like a ego trip or something. It's more right. about 
knowing what's healthy for the dog and how they're going to feel safe in that situation and allowing them right. to feel safe by putting them by telling them to sit <laughs> you let them know that you're protecting them and they're not going to need to be in defense i guess right oh i really like that yeah yeah and so um I what a, what a healthy way to call me out thank you <laughs> very healthy <laughs> won't be the last time all right can i ask you like the deep questions can we shift away from dog breeding a little bit yeah totally there was one thing that i wanted to say about the training what was it it's hard (laughs) oh i was just going to talk about how it's fun for them they actually enjoy it you might think that it's not or it's hard on them but it's a game and they really enjoy it especially when there's treats or a ball you find out what motivates them and to this day honestly my dogs won't eat their food because they want me to make them do tricks before so i'll usually have them sit and wait for their dinner and then after they've waited they can they can eat otherwise they just stare at me because they want to do something they're excited to do it they (laughs) they want to earn it they want to play the game yeah Yeah. it's good for them oh i really like that too yeah it's healthy okay here are the deep questions ready we're going deep all right um i have four questions Mm. so first when do you feel most like yourself Okay, we're getting right to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're not, we're not fucking around here, Liz. When do I feel most like myself? Yeah, and there's no wrong answers. Just well, I mean, I'm already overanalyzing it. <laughs> I mean, who am I, really? <laughs> I mean, jeez, what's the purpose of life? <laughs> like, do I feel like, what do I feel like? <laughs> um, when I'm in my element, I think I feel most like myself when... Um, I'm sure most people feel this way, but it's when you know something, when you are the person in the room that's the smartest, not not necessarily, but you're aware of what's going on. And so when I'm doing things with dogs because of my experience and because of my learning, right. I feel confident and I feel in my element and I like right. it. Um, similar with Salesforce admin. I was going to say, does you feel similar <laughs> with being the Salesforce admin because yeah. you've just done it for so long? Yeah. Part of why I'm in operations, um, as nerdy as it is, I love it. And right. so- yeah and it's fun to like have these little puzzle pieces but mm-hmm. then to also know with like have the confidence to be able yeah to do at it. the end of the day i know the software really well and so i'm reassured in that every day and so it's just that <laughs> ego boost that i need right <laughs> just to get me through the day you know? Yeah, you know everybody needs that no that's a great answer i think there's a lot of truth to that yeah um what does like happiness look like for you mm. i'm still trying to find that out sam uh <laughs> you know happiness is definitely a pursuit Oh, for sure. Yeah. I wait. What was the question again? What does happiness like look like for you? Like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> There's that confidence boost we we're looking for. What does it look like? Not, am I happy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, don't, you don't need to be happy. But I think like everybody has kind of like a different version of happiness that they're looking for. A different version of like success that they that they want to achieve. I don't dare to dream. <laughs> Uh, I think <laughs> at the end of the day, <laughs> I have zero aspirations. <laughs> what is happiness in these times? It's really just conceptual, really. Yeah, we think we're hilarious. <laughs> um, I think <laughs> security. I don't. I think of security. I think that's probably our parents' influence. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mom. Yeah, calling Thanks, her out. Dad. Uh, 
but <laughs> financial security <laughs> i know that finance and money does not bring happiness but when you are secure in your life in certain areas and it enables you to do what you truly want right um so you know i developed a skill early on that i've managed to make a career out of and <laughs> luckily we're we went work from home and that allowed me to go into several other things that I love right. to do and look into things that actually make me happy. So right. I think it's just finding more of those things and including them in our everyday life. I know people usually are involved in happiness. So <laughs> if you have people in your life, loved ones, that's, that's good. That's a good, that's good advice. That's a you good know, sign. just get some, get some people in there. Yeah. People know. <clears throat> cool. Um, what does it mean uh, to be good? Ew. That's a hard one. Yeah. Is this like about morality? Is well, so where this is the thought process on that. I was thinking about what is it for me personally? Yeah. Uh, what does it mean to be a man? Like, am I an adult? Do I feel like I am an adult person compared to being a child or a boy in my case? And then is I was like, am I a good human? <clears throat> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So follow me on this. So okay. um, I, I realized that for a long time, I always considered myself kind of just a child, like I'm still figuring shit out. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, no, even if I don't consider myself a, quote, man, like an adult, I am. I'm in a man whether I like it or not. So the question isn't whether or not I'm a boy or an adult man. It's whether or not I'm a good one. Because at this point, I'm an adult human that's taking care of himself and it I don't get a choice. I'm an adult. So now it's just whether or not I'm good or I'm bad at being an adult. Is so what does still, it mean to be it, good? Is it by your definition or society's though? No, no, no. We're not, I'm not talking about like man, woman, transgender. That's not the question. No, I know. But you're, okay. you're like, are you talking about am I a valuable representation of a man? No, 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 I'm sorry. Oh, Jesus Christ. That was, uh, try it again. <laughs> Everybody skip forward. Yeah. Skip that. <laughs> I realized. So, so I talked about, I talked to Abe about this. Yeah. And I, you talked to me about it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, I feel like for a long time, I just like would allow myself to make mistakes and thinking, well, I'm still a kid. I'm just figuring things out. No, I'm, I'm not a kid. Like but you and I young. are both adults. Sure. Yes. And we're still like trying to figure things out. Yes. But at the end of the day, we're responsible for ourselves. And I think we're responsible for our actions. And therefore, it doesn't matter whether or not I consider myself an adult. I'm an adult. And therefore, the question isn't whether or not I am or not. It's whether or not I'm good or not. Right. When I see, when I see a 30 year old man, I don't, I don't wonder whether or not he's an adult. I wonder whether or not he's very good at it. What's you know? your definition of good, though? That's what I'm asking you. I want to know your definition of good, sir. I think... Uh, so, for me, I think the definition of being good is caring about other people. Because regardless of whatever you believe in or what your uh, okay. religious background is, it's all about just making sure that your impact is positive for the people around you and the people that you're interacting with. Okay, okay. See, I needed an answer. <clears throat> yeah, you <laughs> I was like, what the hell you're are like, you talking about? Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds right, Sam. That sounds yeah. accurate. Well, I, yeah, but I think I think other people think that good is just about uh, you know, being a good dog owner. It's just about 
you know, success in the hobbies that you enjoy. That doesn't necessarily mean that it involves other people, but for me even, it does. Uh, yeah, I don't like the terminology you're using really either. Good is so, I don't know, it's uh, den- denotive? Is that a word? I don't know. No, I don't think so. It's, it's. I don't know. I think, I think good and bad tends to have like a very religious connotation. Yeah. And because it's moralistic and morals tend to come from religion, but I, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think of it as more as like, how do you have respect for yourself every day? Yeah. It's like, how do you present yourself? Uh, like, how do you ensure that you're a good member of society? Well, how do you do that? Yeah. What's my definition of that? Yeah, sure. Uh, taxpayer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> definitely. Definitely votes. Uh, not to get political because <laughs> i'm so political on the side <laughs> sorry um, politics has come up more in this 30 minute podcast in my life. than any other time between us <laughs> yeah i know it's gonna be broadcast to a wide audience of 20 people <laughs> so um that's i don't know that's one of the harder questions i think I don't even like defining it because it's so different from every per- for every person. Sure. My definition in oh, oh shit, like should we skip it? <laughs> no, I want to I I just need to think about it more like it's it's a hard question. Yeah. No, that's that's why I'm asking everyone. Yeah, cuz I don't know. Point I do feel like an adult. I think there's like certain not even necessarily milestones in your life, but just maybe experiences. <laughs> is that the same thing? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Milestones is. are just are just specific experiences. <laughs> Notable. <laughs> uh, but I think it's even just age. It's um, encountering lots of different people and it's encountering different <laughs> everything, you know? It's encountering the world. I think that is what leads to growth and no i like that yeah and i like that a lot yeah so i think it's just not cutting yourself off uh making sure that you're involved with people (laughs) no i so what you're saying is that to be an adult and to be good is to challenge yourself it's to experience new things <laughs> yeah jesus well that's us <laughs> really reading behind the, between the lines there <laughs> yeah well no i don't think that's what you're saying it's like just experiencing new things to, say. Uh. <laughs> well, <laughs> to be fair yeah it's pushing yourself out of your comfort zone it's making sure that you're constantly progressing right. in some way uh whether it's spiritual emotional physical social or right yeah <laughs> biological if you love that question you're gonna love this next one oh man that was a really hard one and i'm sorry everybody (laughs) okay last last question are bad are you scared of death oh no (laughs) why not bring it bring it (laughs) um i was actually that's funny i was thinking about that today (laughs) i could die uh i don't believe in god personally I thought, because I don't believe in God, I should probably be a little bit more scared of death, maybe? Because I... Well, there's no punishment on the other side if you don't believe in God. It's not about punishment for me. I think that... No potential punishment. Yeah, it's more about when life is over, life is over. And so it's kind of like, if you die, that's it. You know? So it makes me kind of afraid of death in that respect, just because I want to be here and I want to experience life. Right. And I think 
once it's over it's over um but i think i don't know i'm not afraid of death (laughs) (laughs) i just am not i should be and i'm sure everybody is in those last moments (laughs) i'm i'm pretty cocky nailed it (laughs) (laughs) i'm just trying to avoid those grippy socks doing a good job what grippy socks what oh dude you haven't heard about grippy socks they give them to you in the mental hospital oh i didn't know that your shoelaces (laughs) taken away (laughs) (laughs) yeah and they give you grippy socks just trying to avoid them grippy socks but (laughs) yeah i don't know i think that's a swell answer well why are you asking that's such a curious question why would i be afraid of death or why are people afraid of death i don't know for like i don't think that question really has any uh educational purpose (laughs) whatsoever it was like a more of a mental test at the end (laughs) (laughs) okay and final question we're gonna lead 64 times nine (laughs) what is that Johnny had 16 apples and Ellie had four. <laughs> Did you steal my Halloween candy in the summer? <laughs> yeah. Now that one recording, let me just attach it to this polygraph real yeah. quick. Uh, it's some work. questions. Uh, they side don't, note. They I, don't work in court, but I'd believe the hell out of it. They don't They don't work. Side note, I, were, I studied criminal justice in school. <laughs> yeah. I have a degree. Emphasis a degree. in law enforcement. Yeah. I fucking nailed it with that Salesforce <laughs> license. <laughs> hell Yeah. Kids, skip school, earn a trade, learn a skill, get those certifications. <laughs> kids. kids. All the children listening. <laughs> to this explicit episode. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That concludes my questions. Thank you, Liz. Thank you for suffering. Thank you, Sam. This. No, it was a true pleasure. I really enjoyed it. and I True test of wits. Yeah. I'll be thinking about those answers for a while. (laughs) All right. Thanks. See you guys.